Hey, what's going on? It's episode 81, Top of the Do Chain Podcast. We are here in this beautiful, warm Sunday evening, laying down another hour to hour and 15 minutes of our thoughts. Some of y'all don't get through the whole thing. We'd like to encourage you to not only hit the like and the share button, but stick it out. <laughs> you might like how <laughs> we close what? these things hey. out sometimes. <laughs> and that doesn't surprise me, man. <laughs> People got short attention spans? Well, someone came to me yesterday. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't need any type of attention. Yeah. But came up to me and said he had to turn Top Gun off in the middle of it. Yeah. And I'm like, did you see the volleyball scene? He goes, yeah. I go, did you see Goose die? He goes, no. I'm like, so you watched it all the way through the volleyball scene. Yeah. But you didn't watch it to the part where Goose dies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Because <laughs> the, the second trailer came out, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Not as, not, not, not Rambo excited, but. No, uh, man, Top Gun is. You know, it, it's hilariously over the top when you watch it. Stuff like the volleyball scene and Iceman, uh, like, clamping his teeth down. and It was great. And, and, you know, the singing to the girl in the bar and just all the cheesy kind of stuff they did. Yeah, it's a chick flick, man. But It's the Fast and the Furious of the 80s. Yeah, but, but that's the thing is, you know, kind of what makes it work is, like, that's what they were going for. It's just yeah. totally over the top, you know. So, stuff, so. you're gonna go watch, the but it's got a one? lot of cool catchphrases, you know. Yeah, you know, no, it's it's, in a it's great, super soundtrack. quotable, super quotable. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah, Kenny Loggins is the man. Kenny Loggins <laughs> laid down all the '80s tracks. Yeah, I mean, dude, he did. He really. That's did. all I'm saying, man. Like, like someone posted, like, "Hey, what kind of music do you listen to when you work out to get you pumped up?" And I put Kenny Loggins. Yeah, and he replied. This guy replied, "Glad to see y'all take my my question seriously," and I'm kind of like. Dude, that was a hey, dude. That's <laughs> that was that's actually serious. serious. You just walk into the danger zone exactly. if you got a problem with Kenny Loggins. Exactly. Better cut it foot loose out dude, of here. I'm, I'm definitely like a <laughs> Sterling Archer when it comes to Kenny Loggins and, and Top Gun, <laughs> for sure. So, I don't know oh, if you get that reference or not. You watch Archer a lot. I have not seen Archer. I enjoy it, and I watch a lot of cartoons. You would think that I'd seen Archer, but it's hilarious. It's funny. It's a, I mean, it, it's. Archer is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny show. Right. Anyway, don't watch it with your kids, though. Well, yeah. but it is what it is. I don't watch a lot of things I can't watch with my kids these days because my um, kid just kind of hangs out wherever I'm at. That's that's where I'm at. So I'm watching <laughs> a lot of Teen Titans and uh, and uh, Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants? Really, All right. Yeah, season three came out. So that's yeah. what's been playing in the Walker house and probably will for the next four weeks. Did you ever sit them down and just force them to watch something that you used to watch? Because now that we're in the internet age, you can you can find anything, you know? Yeah, we, my, my son. You know, like, hey, man, here's what Transformers used to look like. My or, son and my youngest are. Here's the Thundercats, are, ho. And, and <laughs> my son and my youngest right now are in Animaniacs. Yeah, that was a uh, funny show. Yeah, yeah, I was I a little older it. for that. And, and you know, the thing is, is a lot of pop <clears throat> humor yeah. for adults. Yeah. So, like, you know, some of that stuff, you, you watch it and you're like, man, I don't, no wonder I didn't get this when I was a kid. But now it's, I mean, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah, and it was throwback. I mean, it was throwing back to old jokes. They used a lot of old ham jokes, you yeah. know. Well, and they picked on themselves, too. Yeah. I mean, more than anything. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but they're watching Animaniacs. My brother got excited when his daughter liked gummy bears. He liked gummy bears growing up, you know. Even though he was kind of older for those, he still liked it. That was one of his favorite the shows. The candy? 
the the show gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. They drank the gummy juice and they could bounce. Yeah, they could bounce, and they were always fighting against <laughs> these ogres. And then there was this castle, um, the the people where the people lived, and uh, they were always having to. They had some friends that were humans, and then they had some enemies that were humans. Yeah. <laughs> mm. eh. Completely lost. You never watched gummy bears, huh? Never. All right. Maybe they didn't have it in San Antonio. Josh is more of a Care Bear guy. Obviously, he was, he was hugging it out with the Care Bears. Care Bears, Care Bear, no. giving You want to hear a Care bad Bears story? Now Voltron, they're watching Voltron too. Yeah, which is cool. I remember you remember that, and in, in, in Thundercats was another one. Yeah, but that's not on any of the streaming. And it I wish to be. It was on yeah. Amazon Prime for a long time. I watched it, but it went away. Um, First episode of Thundercats is freaking epic, and then after that, it's just a corny TV show to me. Yeah. Who's so. your favorite Thundercat? I don't know. Maybe you had to pick one. Like I said, I liked the first episode, and after that, they yeah. lost me. Panthro was my guy. Yeah. The blue jack. All the female the characters on that show had the most obnoxious voice. Like It's almost like they oh. got guys to do the voices, like, I'm Gitara, you know? And there's yeah. this lady that shoots a bone. She's like, hi, Thundercats. Yeah. <laughs> Check like, this out. It's, you know, there's, it's really a slap in the face. <laughs> you know what Reddit is, right? Uh, yeah. I right, it's so. just a, just a, like a forum. Yeah. Huge forum for whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they have a fan theory one. Yeah. And most of them, I mean, you can get into and you're like, okay. But there's one out there about Thundercats. Yeah. And it talks about the limit, you know, because you look at it, they got some sort of technology. But at the same time, they got primitive weapons like swords and nunchucks and all that. Yeah. And so, anyway... Uh, and then it goes into the the battle between, you know, old guard versus new guard. Yeah. You know, old traditional ways versus changes and all that. Anyway, so they go through this whole fan theory of how it all work, came out. Yeah. All to come to the conclusion that ALF and the planet of Melmac attacked the Thundercats. Basically ate everyone except the lone warriors left <laughs> around and then crashed here on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it completely... <laughs> Whoever did it, it's funny. Genius. Yeah, how they he, tied it all yeah, together. Yeah, he tied it all together perfectly. Yeah, but I anyway. forgot Alf ate cats. Yeah. So, oh man. Anyway, that's ridiculous. Alf was a great show too. Yeah, I, I really don't remember anything about Alf, but I remember being funny when I was a kid. Couldn't tell you anything he did, but you know, anytime he walked, like they showed the whole body walking, had me rolling <laughs> every time. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. So how's the week? Oh, man, not bad, not bad. Had an interesting uh, work week. So it's been like 150 degrees every day, and uh, you'd like to be done before 3 o'clock if at all possible, but it just hadn't been happening. I had to work long days all week. But one day was actually kind of interesting because um, we're doing a job for the Oklahoma Department of Transportation, and anytime you do a job for ODOT, you have to uh, – like creeks and rivers that flow through, you know, they, they'll build a new bridge or something, you know, on the highway. Right. We always have to get, you know, they need to know for dirt quantities, you know, about a thousand feet in both directions, a flow line, um, of the river or the Creek or whatever's going through there. Well, you know, we had a lot of rain up until recently. So the river's kind of up that was going through there. Uh, we're on highway 81, just North of, uh, Chickasha in Chickasha, I guess. But, uh, Anyways, so we had to put in on the river in a John boat and try to get flow line depths on it all the way down to the bridge and then beyond it, you know, another thousand feet. Well, the problem is it's a steep, sandy bank everywhere, uh, everywhere you go. And uh, so we had to go like a half mile away 
um, to put in. And then with how far, how much it twists and turns, you know, it just ended up being a pretty long boat trip. Just one guy stayed in the truck and dropped us off and then went to pick us up. And me and the other guy, we got in the boat and our job was to float the river all day. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I never thought all my uh, canoeing experience from back in the day would come in handy for work. Is that work. what you're in, a canoe? No, we were in a John boat, so it was different. And it was weird, too, because we had a trolling motor. Um right. Because the river's rolling, you know, it's moving. And this is one of those old sandy, you know, rivers and all. So, anyways, we're we're putting down the river. Well, look, you know, you see me. I'm not a real big guy. Well, Chad, the guy that I work with, who's in the boat with me, is a pretty large fella. You know, he's, I mean, he's he's stout, but he's he's also just real big. Yeah. And, uh, and all. So, he's doing the motor and everything, and I'm on the other end trying to get the flow lines. And no lie, we're we're cruising around this bend, and then all of a sudden there's just a tree laid across the river, and there's there's one tree like laying one way, and then another tree laying the other way, so it's blocking us off. Like we, the only way we can go is to you know we're gonna hit the tree. So I just kind of told him I was like, look man, when we hit this tree, like the boat is gonna stop, but the water's gonna keep pushing on it. So just stay centered because we don't want to tip over especially not right here. I was like, we'll just get kind of secured and then I'll get out and I'll try to figure out how to get us off the tree and then around it or whatever. So he's sitting on one end and I'm on the other. And like this thing's t- <laughs> tilted like this cause I'm so much smaller than he is. And, uh, anyways, I just kind of step out onto the tree that's blocking our way. And it's, it's the, it's the top of the tree. So it starts kind of, you know, going down into the water, but you know, my weight's not pushing it all the way down. And, uh, anyway, so I get out and I'm kind of standing on that and maneuvering us around and everything. And, uh, you know, before it was all said and done, I had to have him move and kind of shift his weight in a few places. And, uh, you know, we finally got, got off of it, you know, and, and started heading down river. And I was like, man, I was like, you know, you cool and everything. He's like, I'm not going to lie. Pretty nervous back there. <laughs> I was like, no, man, it's, it's all right. It, nervous that, for it's what? part of, well, because it getting wet. Well, no, I mean, the river was moving. We didn't want to fall in that river, man. Like, the the bottom is that sandy junk. Uh, you'll you'll sink in the sand to your knees if you if you hit bottom. You wearing a um, life jacket? No. <laughs> no. Hey, <laughs> forget OSHA. <laughs> Don't care. Hey, let's not talk about that kind of stuff. <laughs> You're taking this in a direction I'm not Dude, trying to go. One time, real quick, speaking of OSHA. Yeah. I was... Uh, <clears throat> There's a La Quinta in San Antonio, eight stories tall. Yeah. That me, I was, I'm the only one who worked that entire job site. Yeah. I uh, had partners, you know, change leads. I was never the lead. I was just the helper, but my lead changed two or three times, but I put, I installed all eight stories worth of windows on that. Yeah. Uh, on that thing. Anyway, we have uh, basically a, a lift that we would, we would put them on. Uh, to get it up to the eight stories. Anyway, yeah. uh, to get it eight stories, we had that thing going straight up and down. Yeah. And then you're just, you know, inching it closer and closer, and that thing's... Yeah, because it starts to really sway. Anyway, halfway through the summer, I just, I mean, I hear this dude just cussing me out because the, the way the it was worked, there's a uh, Babies R Us parking lot next to the job site. So I had this dude in the Babies R Us parking lot and uh, uh, he's yelling, just cussing us out, cussing me out, because because they what no one else would do it except me, mm-hmm. and uh, cussing me out. And I'm like, 
you know, so my guy, you know, basically he's like, who are you? Like, yeah. get you, whatever. Anyways, the super's boss. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he basically, I had no harness or anything. Yeah. It's all up there, eight stories, just woo, 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 woo. Anyway. He said, I'm yelling at you because you're stupid and you're going to die. Yeah, and then we're going to pay me, for it. Well, no, his, his excuse was, if OSHA catches you like this, I'm not paying that fine. Yeah. That was what he was saying. But Yeah. But no, anyway. he just didn't want to fall into the water, especially gotcha. not where that tree was and the water was moving. And uh, anyways, and we had a lot of expensive equipment in the boat and everything like that. We'd have been fine. If we'd have fell and we wouldn't have died. But uh, it just sucked. But anyway, so we, you know, we get off, and by the end of the day, you know, we'd we'd floated the river, and like I said, I never expected my uh, my river floating experience to come in handy, but it reminded me of a story, and I was telling Brittany about it. So uh, I've done a three day float trip on the Buffalo River about three times now. The first time, uh, me and a group of friends, we did it. Um, it was pretty fun. We didn't really know what we were three doing. Three day float. Yeah, where you, you paddle all day, you pull out on the bank, you camp out, you paddle all day the next day, you camp out, and you paddle all day the next day and get picked up, and they take you back to the to where you put in at to get your vehicle. So, you know, just three days on the river with nothing but, you know, new your bud, your canoes, and whatever you fit in your canoe. How many days are you on the How many hours a day are you on the river itself? I mean, there's no real reason to be on the bank. So, I mean, the majority of the day, and we went in the spring, so days aren't super long. You know, but, but yeah, like. But like, so there's no like hanging out on the bank. Not much. I mean, not like a, pulling in at two and then you know, four n- hours and then the rest <clears throat> of the time just hanging out barbecuing or whatever. No, man, we'd usually you know the sun would wake you up and you'd you know you couldn't sleep anymore because you know it's hitting you already and uh, we'd get up and get in the boats and take off and just kind of paddle and hang out in our boats on the river that sounds like a terrible time yeah, yeah super terrible it's no. not i guess it just Pass. depends on if you're uh if <laughs> you're if you're you know kind of addicted to your i guess sage grass it's not even cucumber that, waters and like stuff. i love floating the river yeah. but i'm that guy who likes to float it for six hours jump on the bus go to my go to my car and then go home yep. or go to the hotel or go to the restaurant or whatever yeah yeah I'm you're not a we got a word for guys like you. I was say not. I'm not so, that guy who's like, oh, we're done floating. Now we yeah. got to set up a tent. You could have okay. just stopped with, I'm not a guy. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, anyways, so we're doing this three day float trip. The first time we didn't really know, you know, much about where to pull out the boats and stuff. So we just, we just, you know, when it came time to pull the boat over, we just pulled the boat over. You know, we'd we'd camp in the worst places possible, and then. The next right. day, we'd we'd go by and be like, man, that looks like a great place to camp. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we just we, we just camped out, out on a gravel bar minutes. that could have easily, you know, been underwater that morning. <laughs> but you know, you know, you learn. Right. But the second time, it was a smaller crew. But the third time, it was actually a pretty pretty big crew of us. But anyways, what I'm getting to is, so the Buffalo River. The reason we went was for Class Three Rapids. You know, that's that's about as best as you could get close without you know going on a rafting trip to get class four and five and stuff like what's that. the highest class five i guess so yeah class five probably colorado river stuff like so that. so you're in a school. canoe yeah we were in canoes and uh two guys do a canoe and generally mm. you know we had an ice chest and our bags and stuff in there and all in in trash bags to keep it dry hopefully and, terrible. and everything so give me an inner two we <laughs> oh that'd have been terrible so so anyways but we're going down the river and we come around this bend and man there's this tree laid out across the water and uh you know we're we're assessing it you know like i said we grew up on the river that's what we do right. and uh anyways there's just this 
whole group of people, just boats have been just pulling over all day. No one's going anywhere near this thing. They're off the bank, and they're all just hanging out on it. And one guy's, like, trying to break limbs, and another guy's got, a, I think, a saw, and he's cutting on them and stuff. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a tree in the river. Stop. And we're all just kind of looking at each other like, like, yeah, man, we see it. It's it's a tree. It's the size of a tree. We see this thing, man. So we end up, like, just going. We find, you know, a place where it's the water's, you know, wide enough for a canoe, and we can get – and we all just kind of like fall in line. And yeah, we're moving fast because, you know, it's rapidy and everything. But we all just like slip through. Nobody gets hung up. Nobody has any problems. We're all just like, all right, guys, you know, have a good day. And just like take off down the river, you know. So we kind of laughed at that. You know, just uh, you know, everybody's freaking out. Like this is the, the biggest, worst thing that's ever happened. And, you know, we kind of come through and just like, Joop, just in line, go right through like it's nothing. So anyways, we got a lot of experience, though. Been on the rivers our whole life. Uh, buddy Adam floated from Broken Bow. He went from Mountain Fork River and Broken Bow uh, to Little River, from Little River to the Red River, from Red River to the Mississippi, and from the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Him and his buddies did. In a canoe? Yeah, they took canoes. How long so, did that take? Can't really remember. They said they were kind of surprised. It didn't take quite as long as they thought it was going to take, but it's just a lot of paddling. It's all day of just... You got to paddle hard to get your, to get to your, you know, milestones, you know, wh- how much you try to get in a day. So, you yeah. know, after he said, after about the first couple of days, they knew exactly what eight hours of paddling could do. And, you know, they, they knew where they would be and, and everything else. So he said, honestly, they kind of thought that when it was over with it, you know, they're like, this is going to be a big story. Cause you know, we're going to be like barely surviving at the end of this. And he said, it kind of sucked because the whole deal was, you know, to prove to themselves that they could do this one of the people that can't they let camp on their land um brought them food so they you know ate a big dinner and then apparently called ahead and they said man almost everywhere we went people like when they found out what we were doing they'd let us camp on their property and then they'd like bring food down and feed us so like you know, we were like we ate good the whole yeah. time you know it ended up being a good deal but it was pretty impressive if you ever go to hochatown there is a, a paddle at the abendigo's restaurant up on the wall and it's Adam and all his friends they signed it and uh, that's it's part of the the decoration or whatever. Right. And then I think it's the um, Grateful Head Pizza in Hochatown up by Broken Bow Lake has uh, the actual canoe. I've eaten there. Yeah. If you saw a canoe hanging up in the uh, well, what they, I think I've eaten there in the outdoor area. Uh-huh. Um, it's a gray canoe and it's uh, it's got like you know like the old World War II planes with the shark face painted on it. Yeah. And it says Flog and Molly on the side. Where? Uh, that's uh that's the canoe that when Adam was this. Took. This was years ago, man. Adam and them were just I mean, out of the Marines. I, was it around in the uh, 2000, 2001 time frame? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. That pizza joint? No, 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 no. The pizza joint wasn't. No. We okay. were still rocking the Flog and Molly on the Mountain Fork River for a long time after that. In fact, me and my friend Ty Baker. No, but the pizza joint wasn't out. around? No, dude. Have you, have you not ever been to Broken Bow or yeah. Town? That's what I'm telling you. Grateful Head Pizza's only been there since like 2008 or 9 okay. or 10 or something. Was there? Is there another pizza joint there? No. Oh. Well, I think you're just kind of confused on your... No, we used to go to this pizza joint in the late 90s, early 2000s when we went up there. No, not that one. I, no, there yeah, was it only... It may not a, be that one. I'm in the late saying. 90s and early 2000s, there was not a pizza joint in Hochitown. Oh. It was, oh. there, was, there was Big Frank's. Somebody made us pizza then. And there was the Frontier General Store, and that was it. 
Not no, this wasn't Hochertown. That's what I'm talking about in Hochertown. No, this is Broken Bow. Yeah, no, Broken Bow's got a Pizza Hut. You probably went to the Pizza Hut. No, it wasn't Pizza. Or hut. Simple Simons. Maybe that was it. Yeah. So, yeah, way anyway. off. But anyways, yeah, the flogging Molly, it's hanging up, and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, Adam's dad had all these canoes that he just. He'd fix them up. Every time we'd put a hole in one, he'd he'd patch it up, and then he'd just keep letting us tear them apart um, on the river. He was, he's a great guy, man. Patient dude. That's putting you learned, up with man. us. But the flogging Molly was a cool canoe, and it has a good history. And I kind of feel bad because me and my friend Tyre, the ones who pretty much took it out of commission, uh, John had patched it a whole bunch. So this thing was getting paper thin um, by this time, and we hit a rock, man. It, I'm talking about like a foot wide piece of the boat on the bottom just cracked across and then ripped forward so it was like a giant sheet came up like a one by one sheet of the bottom of the canoe just peeled up and just started sinking it immediately and so we had to we had to kind of you know just drag it the rest of the way down the river and uh anyways after that they, they couldn't really patch it up anymore so now it's now it's decoration now it's decoration <laughs> on a pizza joint yeah so but anyways, no, man, we uh, we did a lot of canoeing back in the day. See, you don't camp, canoe, or anything like that, and that's all we did. Mm-mm. That's all we did, man. We've had some crazy yeah. stories of us going out on just wild adventures, you know, camping trips and stuff like that. It was my only prerequisite for adventures. Air conditioning? No. No. But yes, that's preferred. Cucumber but. water? No. <laughs> I got to be able to flush my waist. Oh, yeah? That's it. Oh, man. That's weak. No, that's that's how you get diseases, man. You're the same guy that said that you pooped in someone's yard one time or something on a job site. Desperate measures, man. (laughs) Desperate measures. Guess what? I didn't go to sleep 10 feet away. (laughs) (laughs) I know, man. You got to be better than that. (laughs) That's that's all there is to it. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was uh, working for Warehouser and the... so this girl, Jill, she had been working um, all summer long um, in, in the office. And then, I don't know why, I guess to be evil, they decided halfway through the summer to just start sending her out in the field with us. I was like, guys, man, she's been in an office all summer long, and then in the hottest part of the summer, y'all decided to start sending her out in the field? Yeah, they're trying to run her off. Uh, no, it was a summer hire program. They weren't trying to run anybody off. It was, she was there, same reason I was, it was uh, for college kids whose parents oh. worked for Warehouser. But... Um, Anyways, uh, so Jill, she, um, what I would do was, I was like, man, you know, you drive the, we had, a, I drove, we drove a van. Everybody else had pickup trucks. We drove this old van. And uh, I was like, you park the van, you drop me off in this part of the setting, and then you go park the van on the other side. I'll go through and do the work. And, uh, and then when I get to the other side, you'll pick me up, and then we'll drive it to the next spot, and you can drop me off. I said, we'll just do it that way, and uh, you can just kind of drop me off and pick me up all day, and that'll be you know, keep you from having to get out here in the hot sun, you know, when you're not used to it. Cause you got to get acclimated to the summertime heat if you're going to work in it. Right. Anyway. So she drops me off and she's over there waiting. All of a sudden I come popping out of the woods and I got a t-shirt on. It's got one sleeve missing. Yeah. You say you've told this story. Before. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, Jeffrey. Hey man, you ever heard of TikTok? The uh, alligator from the, app. the stupid app. Oh, I thought it was crocodile from Peter Pan. No, it's an app. Yeah. It's an app that, I don't know the rules of TikTok. Yeah. But a but it basically it's a bunch of people lip-syncing to songs. And okay. and they make 
and it allows you to edit the video and make it kind of So it's clever. videos that you can make that are funny and you can send to your friends. And yeah, I mean, you've probably seen it on Twitter. It's like a crappier version of Vine. I was going to say, it sounds a lot like Vine. Yeah. Just something it's to a, entertain yeah. your friends with. Yeah, kind of kind of like that. And uh, it's, a, it's a social app, yeah. But they have categories. Yeah, it's a social app, obviously. But they got categories. Mm-hmm. And one is divorced. Mm-hmm. The divorce category. Yeah. And it's the saddest thing on the internet. <laughs> is it? Dude. People go there to sing sad songs? Yeah, there, there. This is one of this cop. Yeah, and who? You don't know her like I do. He's got, he's got some country song playing in the background. Yeah, but when it starts, he has his hand like this in the camera, and he has a little rain cloud on top of his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's jacked up. And it, and it just says, and it just says, how many more times can I allow this to happen? Yeah, uh, it's the fourth time she's cheated on me, or something like this. Goo, and and I'm and you some, only got to let that happen once, and you didn't really let it happen. Some dude goes about to be the fifth time <laughs> after she sees this video. About <laughs> yeah. to be the fifth. She's she, she's like, uh, what's the Dwight and what's the girl on the office that every time her fiance gets on her nerves, she texts Dwight and they go leave and go to the break yeah. room. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. Yeah, Angela. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah. So anyway, I, you can YouTube it. You can, or uh, yeah, YouTube, and people just compile these things. <laughs> I ain't trying to watch make, nobody be miserable, man. <laughs> it's just some of it's. Well, here's the thing. I feel sorry for that cat, dude. A lot of them are dudes taking off the wedding rings and throwing them at the, yeah, at the the camera. Yeah, you know, that's most of them with with songs that obviously I guess are helping them cope. Yeah, with with what they're doing. Um. But you can also, there's also a cringy one. Yeah. Which is, man, some people's decor. Has that, anyone done the, has anyone done a straight instrumental song and just stared at the camera the whole time? No, there, there have been, there have been stuff like that. There have been stuff. There's one where the dude, which I think I kind of appreciate it, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. But it's same because I'm a huge Deftones fan. Yeah. But he always has Deftones songs. Yeah. Like the beginning of them, like that gothy type sound. Yeah. And he just says just the most random things. Oh yeah, that's. But I, I hate mean, to say a, it, and, it's, it's and I'm probably going to be blaspheming here, but I feel like that's what Tool does. They just say random stuff like "I feel very deeply about well, everything." Well, okay, but they sing. This dude's just talking. <laughs> so you got like you got ch- the the old change, yeah. the song change, the beginning of a plane. He's like, "Girl, if a true man walked into your life, would you recognize it?" Just stuff like that. Yeah. He's talking over it. Yeah. And then you know, then you can do movie quotes and all that. It's pretty entertaining though. Yeah. Like there are a lot of lot people of, getting their feels too much, man. You gotta yeah. just gotta. Here's my thing. A I don't know. Of, I'm kind of old school. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people. Here's my thing. Your emotions there can are, lie to you, man. <laughs> there are there are a lot of people out there yeah. who are very confident with not a lot of teeth. <laughs> you hey, know what man, I mean? You don't need teeth to have confidence. Uh, I, but, Unless you're entering I mean, some kind of a contest where you got I mean, you on something. You're, I mean, you're looking at some people who, like, no teeth. I mean, think about it. Not having teeth is probably a confidence builder because you got to learn how to just you you're know, probably right, deal with man. it. You're probably right, but yeah. choose some different yeah. songs. All these people Mariah, out there ain't got no flaws, get all embarrassed and won't come out if they got a pimple, and this dude no right. teeth like, hey, so you just got to get right. out there, bud. He's just like, you just got to get out there. You walk by every <laughs> night. <laughs> we used to have, uh, when I worked at this place called Chubb's Bar and Grill back in college, uh, I was a cook, uh, and uh, they, there was a... Um, 
Oh, it was a karaoke guy that used to show up. And, uh, man, he was hardcore on meth. And him and his wife would show up, and they were real rowdy. And they acted like karaoke was the biggest thing on the planet. And That's he, 99% and, of anyone and, who and goes to karaoke And he sang the majority bar. of the songs. He would set the karaoke up, <clears throat> and maybe two or three people would go up there and sing a song. You know, you get like a drunk girl up there. Right. There'd be, there'd, sometimes there'd be a group that would show up because they like karaoke. The majority of it was this dude closing his eyes, belting out Garth Brooks songs, looking like a straight-up meth head. And no lie, we had a big night one night. For some random reason, we were the most popular place on the strip, and a ton of people showed up. And because that was going on, they were like, what's up? Let's just do it. So people just started singing like crazy, and it was a huge night. And I'll never forget, I'm back there cooking burgers and stuff, and when it's all said and done... I guess the dude made a pretty good haul that night. He comes over and he drops a $10 bill on my counter and says, thanks, brother. You make it happen. <laughs> I said, okay, man. I appreciate it. What do you think the he most, was on cloud nine, man. What do you think the most popular karaoke song is? The most popular karaoke song? Like the one that everyone thinks they can sing. Duh, man, I don't know. I think it's Gangsta's Paradise. Yeah. By Coolio. I think everyone thinks they can. I mean, everyone raps that one. Because, I mean, I bet Ice Ice Baby's big. Just because people get up there, like drunk people want to be funny, and they're like, I'll do Ice Ice Baby. And it's not original. Everybody yeah, right. you know, who gets drunk wants to sing Ice Ice Baby. Have I you think. seen the one where the dude does tequila? The da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got one word every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> well, he doesn't even get excited about it. He's just like, tequila. <laughs> Dude, I've I seen forgot. some crazy ones though, man. Like these twenty-minute-long meatloaf songs. Uh, there was yeah. a guy who did one of those every time he got up. Dude, there. I will say we were we were waiting for this local band one time to 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 open, and so so yeah. they opened at like ten. So from eight to to nine, they did karaoke. Yeah, and uh, this one dude sounded just like, I mean, just like the lead singer from Drowning Pool. Yeah, and they did bodies, and it was it. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was pretty convincing. Yeah, uh, but but the funny, like like you said, ninety nine percent of the it, people who go to karaoke bars to karaoke, yeah, think it's the most important thing in the world. Like they Monday rolls around, you get and a lot of just, people who want to they want to be entertainers, and that's their one shot, right? Or they used to sing all the time when they were young, and now they don't anymore because in adult life the opportunities aren't there like when they were in high school, yeah. you know. So they just it's, enjoy it. Some people love it, man. Don't. And if I'm you ever want to see a movie about people who take it serious, there's an awesome movie floating around out there that goes way under the radar and is low-key amazing, and it's called Jackpot. Jackpot is all about a guy who goes around doing karaoke songs, and um, his the one he what he does is he enters these karaoke contests, and he always wins them, and that's how he makes his money. He travels around to karaoke shows winning just winning them all the time and he's trying to get that big jackpot but he always the one he wins with he's got it down to a system he sings a couple songs to get people listening to him but his big closing song is he sings george jones's uh the the grand tour uh i think y'all y'all even know what that song is no. they'll walk right up come on in it's a sad sad Available sad song on, uh, uh, amazon prime okay anyways one of the big finales of the movie and i hate to be a spoiler but you know, he's getting all ready, and a guy, that, a guy that it's been out since way before that. Jackpot, you're looking at the wrong jackpot. Jackpot, I watched it back in 2001 
on VHS Who's from Blockbuster. Garrett Morris. Oh, and it's not a Bollywood. No. You sure it's <laughs> no. called, you sure it's jackpot? It's called jackpot. It's just super obscure and no one knows it. What's the? Who's it the, was who's in the, the bargain a- bin at Blockbuster. Who's the? Uh, who's the actor? I don't even know who the main actor is. It maybe he may not be anybody. I don't know. I remember Garrett Morris was in it. He was the dude's manager. Dude had a manager, right. and Garrett Morris was the manager. And he has a lot of ridiculous lines in this movie. But uh, at the end, so he gets up there, and this guy that knows him screws him over by singing his closing song. And he's like, "You know, that's my closing song." He's like, "That's why I did it." So he has to come up with a new closing song, and he tries doing uh, what's the Rupert Holmes song that uh, the If You Like Pina Coladas, uh, that song. He uh, he does it, and I just remember Garrett Morris telling him, he's like, "Now when you get up there, they don't want to hear Sonny James singing Pina Coladas. They want to hear Rupert Holmes singing Pina so, uh, Coladas." So Jack and gives him this big this big uh, jackpot on Rotten Tomatoes is currently at. 29? 29%? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. But it's low-key amazing. you got to check it out, man. Yeah. You've you got to like movies that are just ridiculous. It's so. it's, that one's on Amazon If you can't Prime laugh too. at a movie that's ridiculous, you won't like it. Hey, Bollywood did it too, so. Yeah. Jackpot, baby. I think I have it on VHS even. So, It was one of those little hidden gems that we didn't expect to like it. We thought it was going to be dumb, yeah. and, it, and it was, but we ended up loving it because it was dumb, and we thought some of it was just so dumb that it was, it was great. Jackpot. No, we watched a lot of movies like that. Man, you get bored in college. So, who's in it? Uh, John. Daryl Hannah. Grease. Yeah, she's the biggest name. Peggy Lipton, Anthony Edwards, Garrett. And Goose, Morris. man. Goose is in it. Yeah. Uh, Adam Baldwin. So there's a Baldwin in it. Yeah, well, there's always. You're never more than. Yeah. Yeah, six <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Patrick Back- Backow. Yeah. Tia Matza, Susan Kroll. Susan Kroll's a comedian, right? She's uh, been in some stuff. Don't know anybody else. Yeah. Oh, Jackpot, man. That was a dumb move. It's funny. I liked it. That's funny. Well, there you go, man. Jackpot. Do you have any of those, like, on, just on a, a, like a, other than Punisher Warzone, you know, like a crappy movie that you find the humor in that no one else does, and you try to force people to watch it, and they never laugh like you do at it? Do you have one oh, of those? Oh, sure there is. I just can't. Because, I mean, what, I constantly ran into that. I would watch a movie and be like, dude, this movie's hilarious. And then nobody else gets the joke. You know, like, I think I've told you guys to look up on, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but there's this New Zealand movie called, uh, like, Housebound or something like that. And it's, um, it's kind of a scary thriller type movie. And I always tell people, look, the first 20 minutes of it, unwatchable. It's, it, is, it is so hard to get through the first 20 minutes. Once it starts picking up steam, you're like, huh? wait a minute what and then at the end it's just like oh my gosh that's awesome <laughs> you know so yeah. we thought it was great and but we bought it um for uh my sister-in-law she was like yeah it was, it was dumb and she didn't like what we do in the shadows have y'all seen that yeah the movie's hilarious that movie's australian funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's new zealand too yeah new zealand yeah tomato tomato but anyways i'm, I'm constantly seeing stuff that i think's super hilarious Dude, i watched i, I remember <clears throat> I went on this obscure movie binge one yeah. time, but it wasn't it wasn't comedy. It was actually more of a thriller. But a lot of times those are funny. They they are, but the fact man, that they're they trying is hilarious. The, they got the weirdest. Twi- I mean, they do the best with the twists. Yeah, like I, I feel like more of the mainstream thrillers and all that kind of get predictable. Yeah, this one was about an assassin. Well, generally that's all they have is a twist, and they they 
the but reason it sucks is because they can't. They're not good enough to come up with a this story. This one, this one was to build up to it. Was an assassin. Yeah. This one's about an assassin. I forgot the name of the movie. It was about an assassin, and it kind of showed his childhood how he got into the assassin game. Yeah. And the way he got into assassin game is his parents owed money to the mob, and the, basically the mob killed his parents and his family, and and basically took him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then to initiate him into the mob and as in that hitman life, he basically had to take out a family himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anyway, uh, it goes through. And so he kind of shows that, uh, and then he meets then. And, and, and so you think the whole story is about how this assassin finds true love in this one girl and, uh, and he's turning his life around. Right. Yeah. So what he does is he's he's basically giving this documentary to this reporter and he's basically kind of going through his hit list of everyone he's killed and, and why he's killed them. And essentially what it was is his girlfriend, uh, when she was real young, got, got basically uh, thrown into a human trafficking ring. And so the people he was killing were the people that, that sold her and, and <clears throat> bought her. Yeah. You know, so he kind of went through that whole line. Well, anyway, at the end of the story, you think the twist is is the reporter was one of those dudes that bought and sold her, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so they basically went through this whole girl's story just to turn on the reporter and tell the reporter, like, we invited you out here to, to document this because you're the last one on the list. Mm-hmm. And they, and they, they off the reporter. So you think it's this happy love story. And as it goes, then homegirl, the old assassin, at the end, which is a twist on a twist, because the reporter getting off was a twist where you're like, oh, wow, didn't see that coming. Yeah. Then the girlfriend off in the assassin yeah. was a bigger twist. You're like, what? Yeah. And then it flashes back to the girl's life when she was a child, and the assassin, when he was a boy, killed her parents and put her into the, the trafficking <laughs> ring, right? And you're just like, oh. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, it was, and it was probably just like trudging through the mud to get to that point because these people are horrible at telling stories. Nah, it was, dude. It was, it was a good movie, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Now, it may be one of those movies for me, but yeah. like I said, man, I'm like, uh, oh, you know, yeah. it's just one of those things, man. You just, yeah, Housebound was that way for me. I can watch Housebound over and over and over, and I love it. Um, I like Attack the Block. It's that way for me. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. But um, this was a. I want to say this was English. It was either, either yeah. English or whatever movie. Anyway, so then then Netflix kind of just you know, hey, if you like that, you like this. So I watched another one about this dude who came back from the Iraq War, and uh, and some kid, whatever is some bullies beating up a kid, so he stands up for the kid, whatever. And he goes through this basically whole apartment complex of it's a project. He's kind of in the projects type thing. So anyway, it's run by this drug dealer, and so it's kind of like uh, Punisher Warzone, where he's got to go through. <laughs> is that each, is that the veteran? I've, where where like a, a little kid shoots him in the head at the end? Yeah, yeah. The kid, the kid, the veteran. Yeah. So like he goes through this whole thing, and it looks like oh, I've just I've just ridded this building. Yeah. Of this drug dealer that was harassing everyone, and at the very end. This kid just pops him, and yeah. the, the kid that he talked trash to earlier in the movie, awesome, and that's it. Yeah, the movie's done, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay. I think that's the best. I think the best part is when the ending isn't what you expected it to be, or isn't even happy. Yeah, you know, like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, you know, that's 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 kind of an ending where you're like, I don't I don't like uh, ambiguity all the time. 
like I think I feel like Netflix has way overdone it in their movies. Yeah. Like every single ending is ambiguous. Like yeah. I watched one where the world was ending and some guy was trying to get to his girlfriend before it ended, and then they take off driving and you can see the world like blowing up behind them, and then it just ends right there. Yeah, you know, just they they they've done so much random stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, if it's done right, it is it is great. Well, like I said, like if, a said random, if a if a random kid from the beginning of the movie kills your 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 hero of the movie, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of I, I you're just kind of like yeah, huh? I don't like stories that don't have an ending. I guess that's what irks me more than anything. Like when yeah. when you feel like your 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 main uh, protagonist is like trying to achieve some goal, yeah. he either needs to not achieve it or achieve it somewhere in between. Just it, to me, that's lazy. That's lazy writing. Unless okay. it's Inception, of course. You're probably cool with the spinning top thing. That's fine. Yeah, because he, because you know that does leave you on a cliffhanger. Sopranos. Like, oh, that makes you. That forces you to think about it. Well, and, like and the, the and the Sopranos? whole story is whether or not what what's happening is real. Is it real? So, so that's fine. That falls in line with it. But one where it's just like. Like like the one where the guy's trying to save his girlfriend. Well, did he or didn't he? Yeah. Like, did they? Did they just? You know, did, does it get some closure and they both die together happy, or do they get away from the end of the world or whatever? Yeah, it's, um, you, yeah, and and like with Inception, it's kind of the point is, you know, was it real? And you know, so that talk yeah. is, and, and so it forces you to think, was it, was it real? That's a when they just movie, end it and they the don't way. tell you That's the a end it. Movie. When when they just end it and they don't tell you, it's kind of like they're telling you, this wasn't the point of the movie. You need yeah. to go back and watch it to find out what the point of this movie was. And it throws you off because it's like, well, this movie, it seemed like this was the point the whole time. You mean I've got to go rewatch this whole thing and try to find some hidden subliminal message I was missing? Yeah. And a lot of times you're like, no. There's I been, I don't want to put that much work into that it. Yeah. You know, nice, nice go for, you know, like I know your art teacher told you that, you know, this is a thing to do and you thought it'd be super artsy, but. It's different between doing it well and just doing it because well, you were taught to do it. And what's what's different though between like like art, like something that's like drawn, painted, you know, that type of medium. It's like it's all interpretation because yeah. you only get it's only one shot, it's one picture. Yeah. So you can look at it and you can draw a story from it. But when somebody's telling you a story, yeah, and then they don't finish, it'd be like, and then, and then they just get up and walk out the door, and be like, well, no, and then, like, come on. I've made Brittany watch a few like that because I'll if 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 I'm not finding anything to watch that looks good, I will find something that looks like it could be very on the verge of great or terrible. Yeah. Yep. And I will I will start watching. That's it. a thin line. And, and Brittany, um, the fantastic thing about her is she has trouble turning away once she's started watching it. And I've met, we watched this one movie called Wolfen Ninja. It was like an old 1960-something <laughs> trash Korean uh, werewolf ninja movie. It's, it's, it's awful. And uh, she wants to watch it again because she just can't believe how crazy and ridiculous and over the top it was. Have you all ever watched Troll 2? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Troll, Troll Two is the is that, probably the best, isn't that the it, worst movie. Yeah, ever, yeah. Like, they, yeah, they did the. I think I talked about it before, but they did a documentary called "Best Worst Movie Ever yeah. Made," and even even the documentary is is good because you kind of feel sorry because there were some people that were trying to become actors and it just tanked their careers, yeah. and you can tell those people are bitter about it. But the guy that was like a local dentist, that he's happy about. He dude, loves he's going to Comic Con. He loves going to the conventions. He loves the fans. Yeah. that think his movie's terrible. He's totally. He's not oblivious to the fact that it's awful. Yeah, like he was a. Uh, he like just the, enjoys being around well, people. And, and it's like and super weird. being a part of it. Yeah, and it, he's like the nicest guy in the town yeah. too, because he's like the grand marshal of a parade, <laughs> and he's out there in like rollerblades, rollerblading, <laughs> handing out candy. 
<laughs> it's so weird. He's uh, he's the guy who put the movie on. No, he's the dad. He, he, he plays, plays the dad. The dad oh, in it, you I know, gotcha. he just yeah. he had the look they were going for, so they they picked up this local guy. You know, now that's yeah. not on. Uh, and the director still thinks it's a good movie, and it makes him mad that that's people, not. No, yeah, that's he's kind of like a Tommy Wiseau yeah, or whatever you call him. He's a buddy. Yeah, that's not off of uh, uh, the troll movie no. with Jennifer Aniston. No, that's not the same thing. No. No, that was Leprechaun. Yeah. Oh, Leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which they're making a new one. No, there was a Troll 1, but this movie has nothing to do with it. Yeah. That's why the other part is like, why did you call it Troll 2? They're like, oh, and they're not even called called Trolls in the movie. Yeah, I think they're, they're goblins. They're goblins. They're yeah. not even Trolls. Yeah. So it's, it makes no sense at all. It's super dumb. It's super dumb. Dude, yeah. I watched this YouTube channel called History Buff. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Huh. He basically looks at movies, and then he's a, he do historical. He's a historian. Oh, yeah. From England. So he looks at movies and kind of... Breaks them down about how terrible they are? Nah, some of them. Dude, he hates the Patriot and Braveheart. Yeah. Granted, he's English, so his, <laughs> his people are kind of put in, <laughs> yeah. in a bad light, you know, so there might be some bias. But, but you have to understand that Mel Gibson's great at telling the story. He he wasn't going for historical accuracy, man. He was trying to tell you oh, the awesome writer, story. The writer of both those movies, the writer of both those movies is the same guy, and and... It's funny because he puts the two, you know, he put like, he goes, I feel like I've heard that before, a line in The Patriot, mm-hmm. and then it flashes over almost the exact same line. Yeah, in yeah. they're very similar movies. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, he's he, he has a point when he's like, I think they just want to make an anti-England movie. Yeah, I actually think The Patriot's a far superior movie to Braveheart. Yeah. That might be a controversial well, statement. What they're both good at, though, is, I mean, it's guerrilla warfare and people beating someone who they shouldn't beat you know it's uh, it's it's a and the, it's a new the thing movie. about it is 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 there's not a lot of his, historical data i mean you gotta understand history is written by the victors mm-hmm. you know what i mean so most of your history on william william, william wallace is going to be from the english guys because yeah. i mean they they really didn't win <laughs> scottish kind of held his legend in pretty kind of but, but they, my point is is, is robert you know, the bruce or you know, yeah, but there's embellishment. Their stories are passed down from there's the There's embellishment on both sides, though. That's oh, the yeah. Point. And oh, so, yeah. And so he was a symbol more than anything. Right. Because, yeah. you know, him, him, the way he was killed, you know, he's yeah. not going to be able to say whatever he said at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that kind of stuff. But again, that's movie effects. Yeah. He does a great one on Dance with the Wolves. Well, see, Brittany walked. Oh, Dance is such a terrible movie. I hate to say Dance it. Dance with the Wolves? It's, it's a terrible movie. It, movie wise, yes. I mean, it's, it's not the greatest. Like theatrical performance, but historically, historical wise, one of one of the more, yeah, how it happened type thing, yeah, you know, and and so Tombstone, he did Tombstone, which I is guess Dance of the Wolves isn't terrible. I just I think I just give it a hard time, maybe. Anyway, but like Tombstone's another one that he said's pretty accurate. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously there's some. I stuff. love Tombstone. Don't get me wrong. It's a it is one of my I favorite mean, movies, but I feel like it's as accurate about what happened. During that time, as Top Gun is accurate about what it's uh, like to be a pilot uh, in the said, military, no. <laughs> he said. But they, but obviously they're in Belgium. Like the way Doc Holliday dies, him and Wyatt Earp uh, actually in real life had a falling out, and Doc Holliday dies alone in the river. Yeah. Um. But uh, and and Wyatt Earp didn't hear about it for like. Now, two if he's months. saying it's accurate as far as that's how people dressed, it's how they talked, and all well, that the, a lot of it. But then there there are but the the story the, is far fetched. Uh, no, what, there there's embellishment in the story, but it also he he really looks at it more from the standpoint of did the did the writers and the director and the producer of the movie actually go study history to yeah. try and and at least and there and he he'll talk about little. 
uh, nuances in the movie where he says, you know, this it, it seems minuscule in the in the movie, like a, not a big deal. But when you're when you know the history, that's a minute detail that they put in there that kind of shows you that they went back into the record books and really, yeah, really did their due diligence on the research. Yeah. Uh, to which he says <clears throat> the Patriot and Braveheart did none of that. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> they, doubt that. He thinks they were. <laughs> he thinks the writer read the uh, Wikipedia page and just made a movie off that. <laughs> Uh, oh well man so anyway but they weren't they you know braveheart i guess was based off historical visit but patriot was just a movie man it wasn't no it's based, based on, on a guy was it yeah mm. but he wasn't as, as loosely based well, what was his name it's like the something wolf or, he wasn't as noble as as no he, uh, people wanted to think but but they did run a bunch of like uh guerrilla warfare tactics out no there. no How you're come right you don't see any movies about george washington hmm I mean, have y'all ever heard stories about that guy? He was, I mean, just wild. Thought he couldn't die. Oh, he's a bad dude. Like, there's stories of him. I don't know if they're true, but, you know, you hear historians talk about these stories of him in battles, you know, a lot of times how he got the men to rise up and do was just he truly believed he couldn't die. Like they said, he'd just stand up in a battle and just... Like they can't kill us. <laughs> I mean, that's that's valid, dude. Those like are bullets going through his jacket. He's like, they can't touch me. <laughs> those are those are tough movies, man. Because because those dudes live up. In, There's so much that we don't want to know, probably too. Though. Well, that and they're and they're. I mean, they're founding fathers, and yeah. I mean they they've you know, I mean, only drag their their names in the dirt, yeah. but at the same time, they did way more treacherous well, things than yeah. good. Sometimes folk tell, you know. Yeah. And you look at at like the movie Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, which is a great movie. I need to watch it. I haven't seen it. And uh, I love Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is a stud. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a great movie, but it really doesn't deal. I mean, you look at it, it's it's a, it's two, two and a half hours, whatever the length of the movie is, just on the political front of Lincoln mm-hmm. trying to get the 13th Amendment passed. Yeah. You know, and you're just kind of like, you know, and that's all it is, just that little moment in time mm-hmm. that they 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 take a ton of time setting up. And so that's probably another big part of it. I mean, if you want to do a movie on Lincoln, if he's not killing vampires, I mean, it's going to take yeah. five, six hours. That's an underrated movie. I never saw it. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. But, Let's check it out. It's pretty good. But I mean, that, and that's, and, and I think that's Historically the biggest accurate. thing. I Absolutely. Just, <laughs> very accurate. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I just, I think that's probably the biggest part of it. Yeah. It's just so much material. Uh, Brittany that. was watching that show Frontier, and I like sat down and caught like 10, 20 minutes of it. And I was like, this looks like the most bogus, not historically accurate thing I've ever seen. Like, the people don't even dress like, you know, people would have dressed back then. They dress like people now who want to wear a costume to a party. You oh, know, like, really? like, check it out. It's my slutty colonial woman outfit I got at Walmart. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, did, he did do this one, Is I think it's a Canadian movie. Yeah. It was. It's not even a movie. It's like a a six part series. Yeah. Uh, of of this um, these two ships that were trying to to navigate. Uh, what's it called? That that land that or that 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 passageway that goes Northwest Passage. Yeah. Uh, to get to Canada mm. from England. So instead of having to go down around South America, mm-hmm. you could go through here. Anyway, their throats got uh, their their ships got frozen in the water and and all that and yeah, I, anyway. I need to see that one. I've heard it's good. Yeah, he said it's real good. Yeah, because uh, uh, the the biggest thing to kill most of them is 
is it, it, at the time it was supposed to be this technologically advanced ship, uh, and they had three years. It was supposed to take them nine months or whatever, uh, but they had three years worth of food because they had just uh, developed the process of canning food. So yeah. they had canned meats and vegetables everywhere. So they're like, even if even if we don't get through this summer, we'll still be able to live, or whatever. Uh, except they canned everything in lead. Oh and, no. Uh, and then the canning process was terrible. Yeah. So uh, one part of the movie, a uh, guy comes over and goes, hey, I, I think some of this stuff's bad. Uh, it's got a rotten smell to it. And yeah. so the guy smells it. And he, and he eats it. And, you're just, you're like, and he's like, need salt. And he hands it back to him. <laughs> so they, but a lot of that, they say a lot of the people, they died. Because that, the, the, the water didn't, uh, the ice didn't didn't melt enough during the summer, which is when they were supposed to get most of the a majority of their uh, yeah. their stuff through. So it didn't melt in the summer, which made the winter even more treacherous and harder to navigate. But that's really what killed most of them. But the funny thing is, is they buried the people, yeah. and uh, we exhumed them when we say we uh, present day two thousand something exhumed the bodies, and they're very well preserved. Yeah. So they're able to go in and, and do that. And they're, you know, that's lead poisoning and rotten food yeah. uh, is basically what killed them all. But you can yeah. look at the pictures too. Yeah. Yeah. Man, uh, another one that's good, I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not, is called Con Tiki, K O N T I K I. Uh, basically, um, it's about this guy, and he had a theory that um, the people in South America had um, actually come from, I guess, like the Philippines or something like that. And that they sailed the long way around. Uh-huh. And everybody said, well, no, you're crazy because they didn't have the the right kind of shipbuilding at the time. They, they All they knew how to make were rafts right. and stuff. He says, but, he goes, I believe that they they knew the currents. They knew, you know, everything else. And he goes, I believe they could have made it. And no one wanted to believe him. And he was convinced uh, based on, you know, his studies that, no, these people you know, look like they come from people who would descend from, you know, people in this area. So he built a raft that was um, about the technology they would have had at the time, like just a bamboo raft. Right. And him and his friends set out to try to prove that they could do it. And they just take off on the ocean from like the Philippines to South America on a bamboo raft. And it's, it's pretty cool, man. The the movie uh, has some really cool scenes to it and stuff, but, it's all based off the book that this guy, I'm going to butcher his name because, like I said, he's, I think he's Swedish, but his name's Thor uh, Heyendahl, maybe, something like that. Uh-huh. Anyways, he also wrote a book about Easter Island. He was one of the ones who, you know, he was, you know, basically, I guess, like an archaeologist, historian, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but anyways, uh, Contiki Heyerdahl? Is, yeah. Thor Heyerdahl. Yeah. Check it out, man. Contiki. I've got the book. I've never read the book. I've I just found it at a thrift store and bought it and thought I might try to read it one day, but the movie was fantastic. And, hey, speaking uh, of watching, yeah. you, know, you texted the Eddie Murphy. Oh my gosh. Dude. Have you seen that yet? First off. Eddie, it's Eddie Murphy is the first episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. This first season. off, I've been watching Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee since day one. Yeah. And great show. It is. Great show. Yeah, I mean Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld does great. Apparently, interviews. Seinfeld needed more money. Yeah, well, he does great <laughs> interviews. He really gets people to talk about yeah. stuff. Uh, one, I mean Eddie Murphy was great, and we'll get into that. But before you do, the he he takes the dude who plays the bad guy in 
uh, Inglorious, yeah. whatever. Yeah. He takes that dude to IHOP. Yeah. And that's a great. In- I mean, that dude's hilarious. That dude would never go to an IHOP. Right. It's the hilarious thing oh, about it's, it. It's great. It's He's so out of place and he just keeps talking about how terrible yeah. it is and they're laughing about it. Yeah. And Jerry's like, that's the why I brought you here. But he's great. Because Jerry has an eye for what would be funny. Yeah. He just, he does. Yeah. Anyway. And uncomfortable is funny sometimes. Yeah. But, and, but that dude's, I thought he was hilarious in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, that scene where he's just slowly stirring that stuff. Dude, when he's I almost trying, have to get up and leave. When he's trying to. Just the tension is just annoying uh, at that point. But when he's trying to, to make his deal. Yeah. Like when they, when they figure out like I can make the call and ruin your plan or whatever. Or I can. And he's like. How do you say bingo? That's, he goes, that's, <laughs> that's a, the bingo. He goes, that's a bingo. Yeah. And he goes, we just say bingo. <laughs> yeah. See, Brad Pitt's great in that, too. Oh, that dude. exchange between them. Yeah. Anyway, he's great. But the Eddie Murphy one, man, dude, surprisingly more humble than I thought he would be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you talk about someone who is probably, arguably, the funniest human being ever right now. Chappelle's up there. Yeah, but no one's no one's no one's Eddie Murphy status, man. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you, you could even ask those people, and they would tell you they're not Eddie Murphy status. Well, that's the thing. Netflix dude is, put out two specials, and everybody's still chasing them. Yeah, everybody's still trying to capture what he had. And Netflix is offering him, yeah, seventy mil right he said, now. He goes, "I'm gonna do it." He goes, "But it's got to be right." Yeah. So, but I'm just I, saying, I do get what he's saying. To to do a stand up show, you have to you have to put in the work of. Uh, testing your material out well and and, and if, Chappelle does it. a lot of Chappelle if you catch one of his stand-up shows man people have seen that show because he's he's been honing it for years well and and the thing is 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 you, you know getting that, into that the, specially put out on Netflix I watched basically that same set at Rose State years ago well and that's the thing is is the process is is essentially you go do your your eight to fifteen minute uh, sets mm-hmm. at the comedy store in the improv in LA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which you're not able to take cameras, you know, phones in there. You have to lock your your phone in a bag or whatever and seal it and, and you can't take it in there for that reason. Cause mm-hmm. they're working on, they're working on material. Then they do a tour, uh, that to kind of fill it out, you know, an hour special. And then they officially do the special and then they run, you know, they shoot it four times and they pick the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's Rogan's process. And a lot of people are the same. Uh, but he was talking about he did that uh, joke about Joan Rivers' husband two days yeah. after he died, yeah. and it got out. Yeah, and he said that's that's not what this is for. That's not what this this stand up. He goes, you know, we we're comedians. We find the uh, the jokes in 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 everything. Mm-hmm. Joan Rivers understood that. Yeah. Uh, it was less about the joke and more about the hoopla it got. Yeah, you know, after her husband passed and all that. Yeah, but yeah, that Sammy Davis Jr. stuff was. Yeah, because okay, so the thing—if you go on the internet and you and you look at what people are saying about the interview, the only thing that people are focusing on is the fact that he said he's going to do stand up again, and that Netflix is already offering him seventy million dollars to do it, which is low. And and I everybody's think. saying that's high though, but it's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I think that's a low. billion dollars is not enough. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it should at least be nine figures. So, but then that's what uh, Chappelle got? But but then. The other part is the fact that, you know, what he says about Cosby and how he he says, you know, me and Cosby didn't have the same relationship that other people had with him. He was a mentor to a lot of people. He said he was mean to me. You know, he you know, he said things that, you know, 
were just mean and is that the one where he says I dropped my wallet uh, uh, let me pull out my wallet and drop it on you or something like that and he, he said Don't someone talk was about someone him. was heckling him and yeah. what he got he's like how about I throw my wallet at, or hit you in my wallet or something like that yeah. you know joking around like his wallet be so heavy and Cosby you know told him you know this is how it's supposed to be done come watch one of my shows I'll show you how it's supposed to be done but anyways Cosby was just super critical of Eddie and he brings it out and that's what everybody's focusing on and I'm thinking okay Y'all are totally sleeping on the fact that he just said Sammy Davis Jr. was a Satan worshiper on this whole thing. You know, he, he talks, he, it starts off, he talks about that whole, you know, Sammy Davis with the, with the you know, the kind of crooked face and everything. He said, man, that's cocaine. He's like, dude, Sammy just had cocaine just constantly, you yeah. know. Uh, and then, but then, you know, that could just be joking. But then he says, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. worshiped the devil. He's like, he's taking me to the this restaurant. He's like, you know, Satan's as powerful as God, right? And goes into this whole deal. And he doesn't ever say it's a joke or anything. He just like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, it's all like scary. Like Sammy's like, he goes, I'm just trying to have like a conversation with dude. And he just keeps like throwing this stuff at me. Here's the thing. Like he's trying to recruit him, you know? Like Seinfeld's not like. And he just totally ignores it. Yeah. Like no one drags Sammy Davis Jr. through the mud, I guess. Like it's It's taboo. I because that's what Eddie Murphy does. Eddie Murphy's like, look, man, ain't nothing off limits with him, and that's why he's so funny. Yeah. Nothing's off. the whole joke about Stevie Wonder. He's a people get mad when he jokes about Stevie, and he's like, like you don't impress me, man. Take the wheel, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. He's willing to make whatever joke, but I'm like, man, there's a good chance that he just did a Hannibal Burris. You know, Hannibal Burris is the one who just drops something and say, no, I ain't joking. Bill Cosby is a rapist. Yeah, but that's and, uh, that's my point. And like Eddie Murphy just dropped that on the world, and no uh, one's talking about Sammy it. Sammy Davis Jr. is because is dead because then it because then it turns into it's like man, you know, like how big was Satan worship in you know the Rat Pack was or in the 1960s entertainment business was and well, I'm just getting that you know what I'm saying is okay is continues then. is but what I'm getting at is it opens up a lot of questions. But the thing is, is you couldn't talk about it back in the day. Yeah, well, apparently, now. you can't now. Because the internet won't have it. Well, I'm just saying, if Eddie Murphy ends up committing suicide in the next two months. Ain't it. Fentanyl. This is it. Yeah. They bury him next he, to Prince I, and, and Michael Jackson. He, get, Dude, he tells hilarious stories about, by yeah. the way. So it's you need to bubble. go watch yeah, comedians gotta, in cars drinking but, coffee. But, that's, but, but on that. He's like, on you that, didn't have confidence? When you, yeah. When you <laughs> said that, Sammy Davis, and I watched it, and I watched it this morning. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, because, you know political world going on right now jeffrey epstein has been arrested and who is he help me out man i'm not following pedophile okay and uh he had this he had a private island where the uh human trafficking it was suspected in the virgin islands they suspected uh um human trafficking to go through there yeah. Um, he had a plane, a private jet. He's a billionaire. You know they're gonna they're gonna throw out a few people that will shock everybody, but they are not gonna give away all the names. I disagree, man. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make an example of a few people they think are disposable, but are big enough names to to get people you know to feel appeased. Like, okay, we cleaned up, we drained the swamp, we cleaned up Hollywood, we did all that. If they because if they drop all the names, just it's gonna be like. Thanos just snapped his finger. Well, that because uh, you're gonna see like half the people you've heard of disappear. But that's my because that's how corrupt it is. I think that's what's gonna happen though. Speaking of which, Here's, did you see that they dropped the charges on Spacey? Oh, really? Yeah, they huh. dropped. Uh, yeah, just one of them though. He still got 
a lot more. You still got like seven counts against. But I'm just saying, you're, you're not going. You're not going to see what you, you think hey, you're going to see because you know what? You know what there's too many it. people in power who have too much to lose. You and know why they dropped it? Why? Because it happened like 20 years ago. No, Star Witness committed suicide. I'm telling you, oh. but Jeffrey Epstein uh, has agreed to drop all the names for. Uh, see what they need to do is they need to do it in a way to where it doesn't go through any channel. He just like. Puts it out there and it just pops up. Well, and here's here's what you got to understand though. Trump for the last because in 2008, because his name might be on there. You well, they, they're trying to tie it. They listen. If his name was on there in 2008, this guy got pulled in for this, uh-huh. and he got off with a slap on the wrist. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and it's obviously people like uh, the political powers that be, you know, pulled the strings, whatever. Yeah, Trump. Has been and, and that's why if you if you read what Trump is saying on Twitter and, and what he's saying on the news, he's talking about they're they're slow balling, they're they're dragging their feet on uh justices that he's appointed. So he appoints a justice like the Supreme Court, but he does it for all the appeals courts and, and district courts and all that. So he's three hundred judges he's put up for nomination and they're dragging their feet on him. Well, part of it is this reason right here mm-hmm. is because uh, they dried their feet so that these cases can get through with the corrupt judges because he's trying to replace them. Hmm. So now that's what he's been doing. Has the Senate, when he won the Senate uh, in 2018, he now doesn't have that barrier anymore as yeah. far as the judges. So if you, you're you not hearing about it in the media, but, you're hearing a, but if you really pay attention, they're putting in – 20 to 60 judges a week, you know, just getting them through and, and, and nominating them, running them through the, the uh, question process and then putting them in these places. These people are officially starting on their appointed dates and all that. And so now that that started to happen, now you're starting to see these court cases come in. Jeffrey Epstein's a big one mm-hmm. uh, that um, he's actually being held. If you, if you read, uh, if you pay attention to the news, his, like don't have any heroes, people, right now. Well, this is not I, a good time to have and heroes. And that's kind of what I'm getting to because Jeffrey Je- Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, I love Harrison Ford and and uh, Sylvester Stallone, but um, I've been saying, I everyone mean, in if their, their mom, name pops up, <laughs> everyone and their mom was trying to get him out on bail. Yeah, and the judge denied his bail. Yeah, let me tell you who didn't want bail. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I ain't trying to commit suicide. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein is as safe as he can possibly be where he's at right now. He doesn't want out. Yeah. And so, uh, and so the fact that he's not out on bail, uh, I think you're going to start, like you said, just, just they're going to they're going to lead a couple out for slaughter open. to appease the masses, man. But you are not going to. This is not going to play all the way out. See, it's just not I'm, because there's just. Too much that would be affected by it. I'm telling you, man. I, I, I believe that I believe that it is super corrupt. It's a it's a different political landscape these days, though. Like if you make more than five million dollars a year, I question you. Well, here's the thing: is is the NXIVM mm-hmm. the the guy for that got found guilty on all charges? Yeah. So there's a there's a black book that's that's. I mean, it's happening. And, and, and here's the thing. It's been going on forever. Yeah, but five years ago, these guys would never even go to court. And yeah. if they did, they would get some slap on the wrist and it, it'd go away. Yeah. The fact that Epstein is sitting in prison right now ready to talk is is a huge change. Yeah. And so I, I, I personally think you're going to see a lot of names go down. So don't get too attached to to your heroes. Yeah. 
you know, just appreciate also, the art. I'm just saying, and I'm saying don't get too excited that they're going to actually get everyone because I think it's going to, I think what you're going to see is it's going to be just enough to appease people. Mm. That's just, man, the world's corrupt. No, it is. I agree, but. And when I say the world corrupts, I mean the majority of the world is corrupt. Us normal people down here on the lower level have agree. no clue. Now there, now there are people who, I think, I think. I mean, the, we're pretty corrupt on the lower levels. We see the stuff each other does. I'm just saying, the children we ain't got nothing on these if, people. I, I think that I think what you may see kind of get passes or kind of the. I just I don't think that the children's stuff is going to get get brushed aside. Been getting I brushed think, aside for a long time, though. I agree, but again, different landscape. Doesn't matter how terrible something is, man. It just not in the age of the internet, though. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, you're and you and that's it too. People don't forget anymore. I mean, you also for, you you know the thing is, and and that's to Trump's credit, he's completely rewrote how information moves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it used to be whoever the media wanted in got in, and yeah. he's completely removed any validity they have. Uh, and so, again, landscape's different. Epstein's a big one. Yeah, I mean he's a big one because he's tied to a lot of people. He's tied to to Slick Willie for sure. Yeah, and Slick Willie's tied to even more people. So, anyway, is what it is. Is that an hour? I bet Jerry. Uh, that's an hour and some change. Not a bad guy. Surely Seinfeld. Not. Yeah, surely not. No, he's at the top of it all. No. <laughs> no. I, don't I don't know.